like sorry sorry I, I messed that up that wasn't recording <laughs> <laughs> okay rookie mistakes right <laughs> it wasn't the sound i didn't get, I didn't get so smooth in the beginning so i'll do the smooth part <clears throat> all right hello and welcome to the episode of philosophy i'm your host justin land and today i have with me mark shahada he's a coach and a faster eft teacher trainer hello mark shahada <laughs> hey justin how's it going yeah it's going good how are you doing i'm doing great i'm doing i'm doing awesome Nothing to complain about? Um, complain about. Well, you know, I mean, today's, you know, we have our challenges during these times, don't we? Um, definitely nothing to complain about. Um, it, it is, it, I have to be diligent in keeping positive, staying away from the news. Right. You know, I think it's good for all of our mental health. And, <laughs> and keeping up with with what I'm focusing on, you know, on mm. focusing on positive things, what I'm grateful for. And, you know, if I didn't do that, I think I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I could, oh, seriously? You know. Okay. Now it's easy to get caught in that trap. Yeah. It's because that's the standard default is to complain and look for things that are going wrong in the world and in one's own surroundings. And I think of people like yourself and I, a lot of people realizing that it's a perspective thing and yes, I guess the, maybe we start that with like the idea of positivity for you. It's so a lot of people, you know, just, just be positive about things. I mean, if a lot of people of course will say that that's, what does that even mean? I mean, it seems kind of naive and you know, it's, it's, uh, what do you think about that side of things? I'm happy you brought that up. That's, um, you know, I, I do have something to th say about that. Um, I, before I do that, I want to explain the, uh, the background. This is a, uh, this is the faster EFT logo, Robert Smith's logo for faster EFT. And we've been doing trainings and, uh, you know, I, I didn't know I had this on when, when, uh, until we got on zoom and J Justin was like, okay, just keep it. So I'm going to keep it and represent faster EFT. Look, no, it looks I, awesome. I love the, I mean, the graphics there, man. It's definitely futuristic. Yeah. It's, yeah. You just kind of very cool. a little bit sometimes. So, you know, but, but the positivity, like, like old self-help is the positive thinking, stay positive, be positive now. And, you know, say your affirmations and things like that and do the vision board. Well, that's good. That's fine and dandy. But I believe if you have, and this is the faster EFT mindset, and I'll, we'll get more into that if you want to, as far as the tapping, faster EFT tapping. Sure. But the mindset is if you have lots of, let's say, if you're holding on to anger, if you have traumatic memories, experiences, and you're holding on to these things, and maybe sub mostly subconscious that you have these in your life experiences, and you try to put, you try to be positive over that, um, it, you're not going to be that successful. So what we what we believe is first, uh, let's see, going back to the memories and and you know quote unquote healing them, making peace with them, changing how we're holding those bothersome memories, traumas, things that make us angry. And then we tap that down to a zero and then we put the positivity there. So now you have space for the positivity. You're not just putting uh, what, what Abraham Hicks would say, if you have an empty tank, do you go fill up your, 
your gas tank or do you just put a happy sticker over the gas tank and pretend <laughs> that you're not on empty, right? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So putting positivity over yourself when you're, if I'm having a very, very stressed day and I try to be positive, sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes it's not going to work until, let, let me, you know, in, in my uh, modality, the tapping, let's tap down the negativity first. Let's tap down the stress. What, and let's figure out what's going on. What am I thinking to cause the stress? And then we do that. And then the positivity is more natural. Actually, the positivity is more natural. We're, we're positive naturally. Mm. So it just kind of comes up when we, you know, the, we, we, lots of times I'll have a client and we'll tap out the negativity. And then all of a sudden they'll see the, the positivity come in. If they're mad that they're mad at their father, they would say, oh, you know what? I did have good memories with him that they weren't able to see because they're fogged with the negative. So that's just the idea of what I feel about positive thinking. No, that's a good point. It's, it's basically those, you know, I, I think if, if it is, you're, you're carrying around your luggage with you, your beliefs, and you're going to have some positive and some limiting ones are you can call kind of negative, but in the end it's just because they're limiting and they're, it doesn't, they don't feel quite as uplifting. So, uh, the idea is that the tapping aspect will reprogram you to, is it a de-anchoring these triggers? Is that what you, how you would describe that in some way? And anchoring um, at first a neutral thing and then more of a positive interpretation through the physicality of that? Yeah, I mean, de-anchoring is a good way to say it. Um, lots of times we'll have these memories when we have, say, let's say, traumatic memories. We we are creating links in our in our uh, in our brain, our neural pathways. So let's say I speak up in a class uh, when I'm 12 years old, and the teacher makes fun of me, and all the and all and everyone in the class laughs, and so, and then I'm humiliated and I'm traumatized by that. Um, I see everyone, I hear everyone laughing. I look at their faces and the teacher, and then my brain records that. And what it does is it links, let's just say, for example, public speaking, speaking up with pain and humiliation. Mm -hmm. So then that becomes, you know, um, neuroscientists say that uh, neurons that are fired together are wired together. So the neurons of public speaking and speaking up speaking out loud and and the pain and humiliation is linked together and it's almost hardwired so then naturally i'm going to be let's say afraid to speak in public hmm. i'm just going to naturally have that because this coping mechanism inside of me is trying to keep me safe doesn't want me to feel that humiliation again so when we tap yeah we de-anchor we de we take away that link of humiliation and and talking in public, speaking up. We tap that out and we change actually that memory of what, how it happened. We change how I, we don't change what happened, but we change how I hold what happened. Mm -hmm. And since I make, I'm making it up anyway, cause it happened a long time ago, I will go back to that memory. I will tap out the humiliation, what I saw, how I'm holding it, tap it down to a zero, like you said, neutral. And then I would ask myself, well, now that it's neutral, what, what would I have preferred to happen? So, now I have the space to imagine, well, it would have been nice if I spoke up and my the teacher loved me and the, the kids, everyone applauded. So then I create that new story and I practice it and now I'm creating that new link. So it is a de-anchoring of the negativity 
and then creating a new anchoring of positivity. I do like that. I think that it's possible to do all this stuff in your mind and, and you can you perhaps even without the tapping or, but I feel like there is something that there's a certain way of, how do you, not just anchor, but grounding certain things with the actual physical action or a feeling like, I guess the tapping is somehow a relaxing uh, yes. feeling that uh, it's hitting acupuncture points. I'm guessing uh, known in Chinese medicine, is that where it kind of comes from the, the narrative right. stuff? Or? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, as far as I know that, what the, the old Chinese traditional way of looking at the Meridans and the points seems to this day accurate. You know, it's amazing back then, they, you know, it's like they literally knew these connections in a way that we're beginning just to discover, you know, if you, if you touch your to bottom toe, that might have an effect on your heart or something. And although it makes no logical sense necessarily, right? Why would, right. Why would the body have these this is going a little bit off track, but maybe it's relevant, like these specific points related to, in your case, we were talking about is also, um, I guess, uh, this might be an interesting question, like the idea of tapping to say, uh, is it from what I did last time with you was more on the face and um, I guess, would that be relaxing of expression and um, whatnot, but could one, do that on other parts of the body, maybe get a slightly different effect to cope with other kinds of emotions or uh, beliefs? Yeah, well, you know, the uh, Robert Smith created faster EFT from EFT. So EFT tapping, there's EFT tapping. Robert Smith uh, studied EFT, and then he studied how we hold on to problems in our brain, and he studied uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and hypnosis, and he, com and he combined it the EFT and all these modalities into a simple thing called faster EFT um, or uh, eutaptics. It's also called eutaptics. Mm -hmm. And so the idea as far as the meridian points and the acupressure that is connected. So this, this acupressure point is connected to organs in our body. This one's connected to other organs okay. and the idea of, you know, releasing the EFT's idea is when you, when you uh, tap or, apply pressure here, you're releasing stored energy, negative stored energy in, in the organs. And we de-emphasize that part. I mean, it is, you're right, acupuncture has been working for years. Um, but the way I, Robert Smith, when he understood the brain, and it's exactly what you said, you can do this without tapping. So tapping is just one way, we call it a defrack, one way to defrack your, your mind when you are in the trauma of it. If, if you're going to that memory when I was in, in school and the teacher laughed at me and then I have a practitioner tap or I tap on myself, I'm breaking the trance of that and softening, like you said, and relaxing the neurons that are all connected. Now, if I do that without tapping, I can go into the trauma of it again, see her face and hear everyone laughing at me. And then I can watch a video of babies laughing. And then that will add, and then that might make me laugh or make me have a good feeling. And so also neuroscientists know that memories are updated every time you visit it. This is just, this is all scientific neuroscience. If you, every time you up, every time you visit a memory, it is updated with how you're feeling in the moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when I, 
go and see the teacher making fun of me and the and hear the kids laughing at me and then i watched the baby baby's laughing video that humor is added to that memory and it softens the negative part of it and it adds humor mm -hmm. and then let's say someone a practitioner is tapping on me and it has me go back to it and then they make a joke and i think it's hilarious i add that humor and so we're scratching the record of the negative link mm -hmm. and so yes meridian points and and you know this 6000 year old chinese philosophy uh, as far as acupressure is is going on as well but again we do this without tapping as well too mm -hmm. tapping is just one way to defrag and to interrupt the the trance of the negative memory absolutely the what do you think about like the understanding the message of these limiting beliefs that are actually really anchoring um yes say for the so the idea that I, I may have a fear of public speaking because I can link it to perhaps that memory and through, maybe I didn't know about that before that that memory was in my system. Right. And by shining light on that, I, I began to see that it was, or it was picked up, but many limiting beliefs we can't really localize. And it's many things that have, have occurred, not just one occurrence that, that, you know, you know, that has all that weight. It's often just a gradual collecting of things that, you know, develop into whatever it can be a fear of flying or you know just a other lackful limiting beliefs uh and this 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 you feel like it, that that does that work best when one can really focus in on a particular memory or when it's just the the idea itself that one discovers oh okay i i'm i don't have a i don't know where this comes from but i know what the belief probably is this is a, a very good question, Justin. Um, so what we do, we're very memory based. It, you know, we, we will try to find memories and, and we are trained as practitioners to ask a series of questions to find out where this belief is coming from and what, where this, where, what happened, what's the experience where you got this belief. So we have a series of questions that can get to, it's, it's like investigating, we figure it out, the memories, and we make a list of the memories and we, we, write, we, we write them. So yes, almost always you, we can find what, what the, the experience or the experiences that are attached to that belief. And so when we, or the belief that is attached to the memories, and when we rewrite those memories and when we change them, the, the beliefs are collapsed. Mm. because <clears throat> if let let okay so let's say from that experience i can have a belief that people are like the, the experience where i spoke up in public and the teacher laughed at me and my and the kids laughed you know the teacher made fun of me and the kids laughed i'm sorry it's kind of early for me and i'm waking up here it's not perfect mark i understand completely. keep going all right thank you and so <clears throat> So I might form beliefs at that point. Let's say, I, let's say, and you start to form a worldview. Like people are not, let's say I say people aren't nice. You know, people, I have to watch out what I say because people are going to laugh at me. And this teacher, I can form um, a, a belief system about teachers or my, or some certain friends or this specific teacher and I'll have beliefs. So you create your beliefs from experiences. And so, when I change, the, when I tap that down and make peace with this and, and rewrite it, 
the beliefs are collapsed, you know, and then I can say, well, what belief would I rather? So when you recreate the story, you can say, well, what would I like to believe about this now? Oh, I believe that when I speak up, people listen, people are very nice and people, and I'm supported and I'm loved and people, and I can help people. Mm. And so now if we can't find the memories that are attached to the negative limiting belief, we can just, we can just tap directly on this negative limiting belief until you don't, we have a, we have a process to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And we, and then we can also, this is very subconscious work. So while we're tapping, we can make commands to the subconscious saying, whatever this is, whatever this belief is attached to, let it go. What, mm-hmm. you know, whatever this is, let it, let it all go. This belief, let it go. And we tap that down your belief about it. We tap down your buy-in to that belief to a zero. And then we, we place, well, what would you rather believe? And then we tap that belief up until it's a hundred percent that I really do believe that. Hmm. That's nice. I mean, so it, uh, do you feel like it's faster if one does localize the belief, the, the, the actual memory that's associated yeah. with it, and then one can color it and play with that aspect? And change. I do. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's very nice. Power, more powerful because hmm. you have these imprints, these primary imprints, this source, there's a source experience that can happen that, from that experience creates new experiences, new experiences, and new experiences that, that all are in alignment with the first thing that happened. So maybe that first experience, I might have another time when I spoke up and the same thing happened because now this is where the law of attraction kicks in exactly. and, I, and the brain is just manufacturing my belief system. And mm-hmm. so now it happens again. I, yeah, and I go, yep, every time I speak up, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So when I go to that first experience that time, it collapses the other ones and it weakens the other memory. So we don't have to go to every memory where that happened. We go to the original one and then we go to the big ones and then we can touch on the other ones and those fall much faster when we get to the original. I I think that, um, I mean, obviously one of the problems with the memory aspect is that the most developmental area times in our life, we don't have really many memories of, you know, obviously one to three people may have a one or two memories, if, if any, and then, then they develop their personality, obviously after three, four, five, and then you have more memories. And, but the influence of obviously the, those first couple of years, uh, that's where it's, you know, you're being molded into beliefs that uh, don't necessarily serve you later in life. And um, yeah, that's, but I do definitely think that one can go about it both ways. Um, and as far as like a, a coach, you, did you start, I mean, what did, what method were you using, use different methods and did you, did you kind of start coaching and then come towards faster EFT or how was your? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I started um, as a law of attraction coach. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, certified in, as a law, law of attraction approach. And then I got my life coach, general life coach certification. This is before I found faster EFT. So when I found faster EFT, it's what I was looking for. I'm like, oh man, this is the, you know, back then I called it, how do you remove blocks to what you want? You know, Mm -hmm. blocks to allowing the law of attraction to work. And so then I found this and I, I found EFT first. And then I found Robert, Robert Smith's faster EFT. And I'm like, all right, this is the, this is the thing that I want to learn the modality. And I scrutinized him. I don't just jump on any modality. Mm -hmm. I scrutinized uh, his belief system and his belief system had, law of attraction as the foundation and other very positive 
belief, very smart and positive belief systems. And so, yeah, then I found faster EFT and I went all in and I studied and studied and, um, did you do it on yourself, obviously? Because this is like, um, it's a technique that the nice thing about the tapping is I think like it's something you can do on, on yourself and uh, absolutely somebody. Uh, but it, it obviously it helps to have somebody um, feeding you or guiding you with that that process. Uh, but you found that it helped you personally uncover yes. and change them. Yeah, you know, I I'm someone who um, got good at looking at myself and working on myself. So a lot of people, they, they have trouble tapping on themselves. And with my clients, I like to really get, have them learn how to do this well. It's, a, it's an art to doing it. And there's a learning curve to doing it. I wanted to really get good at tapping on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, I wasn't good at receiving help because I've been kind of independent my whole life as, with that. And that was actually something that I had have to, had to learn and still have to learn to get better at receiving help. Um, people tapping on me and helping me, boy, I remember the, in the beginning, it was really hard for me. Mm. So, but yes, we teach this. I don't want my client to be reliant on me. I want to empower my clients mm. and have them. This is a tool I use. I can use uh, every day and, mm. and you can use it for big memories and big things or just today I'm waking up and I'm in a blah mood and, let it go. Whatever this, whatever this is, let it go. Whatever I'm telling myself, let it go. Mm. And you do it and you're persistent. So yes, it's something that you do for yourself. And I, that's what, that's one of the biggest things that attracted me to Robert is he was on YouTube teaching people how to tap on themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I like this now because it's not about money. It's about helping people. And that was another big green flag for me. No, definitely. And I, I see the roots in NLP and I, I, I'm definitely appreciative of that too. I, I went, you know, read a lot of stuff from Tony Robbins and he, yeah, and his, uh, his power poses and, uh, you know, replaying the film as if everybody in that situation, that memory is a, a baby, you know, and, and like making it funny, like you said, that's and, right. You know, I think that it, um, I think that being playful with this stuff is very important too. I think that like uh, if you make it into a kind of a, a an easy game and, and I've seen this actually another uh, technique. I don't know if it's quantum Chinese healing technique. I was at a seminar once and what, what they do there, um, a little bit different than theirs, but somebody holds their arm out, right? And maybe you've seen this where, uh, and they like a uh, test muscle yeah, test. Yeah, but do you, do you have this belief or not? And, and then they, if right. they resist, it, they, they, they keep on hitting it until it doesn't resist anymore. And yeah. I, that was interesting because the person in front, when they did this on a couple of people, they were really saying it does, that's what's happening. They, they, they were resisting that like, like, or do you believe you're healthy or something? I guess would be right. The person, all the other questions, they went down immediately and this one they didn't, but the mind was trying to say, yes, I'm, I am healthy, but the body was saying no. And that's uh, where the intelligence of the body kind of trumps over the mind that thinks it knows what's going on. I mean, what you're doing, I think it seems like you're talking also to the body in a way that subverts the the ego beliefs about, you know, um, what it is. Am I I correct? Does that feel like? You're you're absolutely correct. Um, My computer wants me to update and i want to get rid of this now pick a time you need to update. Oh, i'll just i'll just get rid of it. i'm not going to update now um <laughs> awesome. yeah you know um 
What are we talking about? No, about the going to the body first because this seems. All oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Thank like, you. The, the yeah, body. you know, yeah, a lot of this work we do. Yeah. 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 You, you know, you it, you're right. A lot of this work we do is bypassing the conscious mind, which mm -hmm. is the egos and, and belief systems, and go straight to the body, which is the subconscious. The subconscious mind. The body um, is listening to the mind. You know, as the mind believes and thinks, the body responds, and that's why we can have illnesses and pains. The body's just responding to emotional things that have gone happened to us, and so. You know, then we know that through the also the fight and flight response and things like that. So this tapping is very subconscious, and you're right. The body, when you do a muscle test, this is subconsciously the body knows if what you're really feeling or what you really believe. And we just do that this, this in a similar way, but just through tapping and through questions and different ways that we know uh, how people are responding. Mm -hmm. So when we're tapping it's very sub, very much subconscious work, mm -hmm. subconscious commands. And it, we tell, we have tricks to have people not think about, we tell, don't think about what we're saying. And, and uh, don't be, so we're into the problem. And then when we're tapping, we're out of the problem. So don't think about it, feel your fingertips on your skin and just say, just repeat. And so this is very much subconscious. Oh, that, 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 that sounds like, uh, I can see why that does work. And, and it speaks to what uh what you often get with I guess clients I'm I'm assuming where they they may want to uh, deny something you know oh I'm I'm you know with a frown on their face I'm doing great right and so like you're saying well your body is telling me something different <laughs> and you don't absolutely want, you don't want to say it till the ego you know then you get to, then you're starting on that level of you know just deny you know denying that this is true or not but. If you speak to the the body, I think that the and you see what the person is doing, and you kind of without even the mind recognizing what you know. Tony Robbins does it very masterfully when he's talking to somebody. He'll tap them on the shoulder, and right. I've seen with others like hypnotist Darren Brown. Right. And the way of a i.e. making them do as you know, kind of steer them in a way you know. And you, but uh, obviously, he's instilling you know, you're a great guy, right? You know, like tapping them on that. Point. He's, he's creating anchor points as well. Exactly. That's what, yeah. And, and, and anytime he touches that part, that person's going right. to associate that with, you know, a good feeling and a good thought. And, uh, and when I, you know, with a, such a physical person like that, you know, he has no boundaries either. Cause like for you, I mean, um, I, I don't know if you're like actually touching the, the client or they're doing it to themselves or what is the. Both, both works. Um, most of my clients are, we, most of my sessions are over the phone. So mm -hmm. they just, do, I, I guide them and they're just doing it for themselves. That works okay. fine as well. Yes. No, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's, uh, but there is something, uh, you know, a dramatic effect that happens when one gets, does something out of the norm physically in a, a session. Like I've, I'm, I'm yes. seen, I've seen Tony Robbins do it where he, he grabs somebody's face, you know, really a violation of many boundaries. Right. And tells them, you know, you're, you know, you got to understand you're doing something that doesn't serve you, and like to get that physical is, you know, he ha he has to be very comfortable with his own presence. Yeah. Yes, you know, and that is a defrac. You're so he sees people in a trance, and and our defracs or, yeah, our defracs has to be bigger than the trance. 
So if he saw someone who's really in a trance, he grabs them he, and he shocks them out of the past, out of their belief system, out of what they're telling them into the present moment. And it's a defrack. It's a, it's a trance breaker, mm -hmm. you know, and what you were saying earlier was excellent as far as, you know, he may be a person, a client may be saying one thing, but the body's saying something different. Mm -hmm. So we look at physical acuities. It's called physical acuity as far as how you can read um, people's, people's faces and what the body is really telling them. Mm -hmm. And also even we, you know, if they look up one way, they're accessing a different part of the memory. If they look up this way, you know, and so there's different ways to um, be able to access, you know, what, where they're going in their mind. Exactly. If they're, th if they're recalling a memory or something going right up, right. You know, there's different, and then if they're getting really right. thoughts about emotions or something looking down. Very good. Uh, and I, that's, that's NL, NLP, right? Yeah. An, and uh, I think there's something to that. Definitely. It, it is, uh, you know, they do that with, if somebody's lying or, you know, they, they can kind of tell what, because the eyes are supposed to be the, the you know, the gateway to the soul. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. and we have some sort of, um, how do you say, yeah, I think that we've been trained, if we want to talk about eyes, this is my, I don't know if this is related to EFT, but the idea of like looking in people's eyes for a long periods can be very uncomfortable, you know, although it's like, isn't that the best way of communicating, you know, and then, right. no, I, I don't, you know, that's how I, I, used to, I used to have a hard time doing that, looking yeah. in someone's eyes. Oh, such a hard time doing that. And I think that was just, it was an insecurity that I had. I, I don't know what it is. Looking in someone's eyes, maybe you're afraid that they're, they're going to, uh, you're something about a connection and maybe you're afraid what they're going to see inside of you as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the idea of oneness, you know, that's, that's really what's going on. Like people like the, and I think that, um, yeah, we've been trained to, you know, look down and, uh, and, and I even think that looking up out, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, the idea of look up on the brights, you know, look, look on the bright right. side. Up. Literally, if you walk around and you look up in the sky, you know, you're in the city. I've noticed that like, it's a totally different world. You know, you, right. you know, same, literally are even our visual field. You know, if you start looking upwards, you can see a lot of beautiful things and not so many problems. Also, if you're from space looking down, obviously you don't see any problems either. It's just when you're, you know, down here in the, you know, in the, in the, these trenches of life, you know, you know, yeah. walking these pathways and literally it's, uh, you know, it's, a, I think it's really re reinforcing, you know, beliefs and, and about who one is and what's, what's important or not important. And, and then I think that's training people to, even about the eyes. Cause I noticed with the DFT, what you're doing when we did last time, you were focusing a lot, around the eye, eye areas, which is obviously the visual aspect. So is there, there's association with that? Are you, is there some sort of visual aspect to that? You know, you know we'll do that in a different way. I, 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 these, uh, these points aren't connected to the eyes directly or, mm -hmm. or the, the main connections. Uh, they're, they're connected to different organs. Right. Um, but we do, yeah, we do different ways as far as um, and it, this work, faster EFT, is more NLP than EFT. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, we do do tricks with how are people seeing things. Um, so seeing something could be a memory. So because sometimes people will have experiences and they'll shut off their emotions, so they don't feel anything, but they can see 
their father in their face angry. Mm -hmm. So then we'll do NLP tricks. We'll shrink that. We'll make it black and white. We'll make it fuzzy. We'll push it far away. Yeah. But um, yeah, as far as these points, they are close to the eyes, but I don't, I don't think they're connected right. uh, as far as the acupressure points. But I, I'm not sure myself. No, I mean, it's uh, like uh, for, for me, it feels like, uh, you know, I, I'm nearsighted as well. And it's like, you know, just my body's telling me like I'm trying to search for things, you know, like I'm really like focusing on, you know, on details. And of course, yeah. I think, you know, I think had, the body is a symbolic representation of thought. It is thought, you know. Absolutely. So if we can, and some things are very obvious, you know. And, and I think the person has to interpret it for themselves in the end with kind of help, but like, it's such an, you know, it's our unique car that nobody else has ever driven. And, you know, you know, all the ins and outs of it. So how, you know, yes, it's, uh, and there's definitely, you know, it's, it, it gives us signals. Like for instance, if somebody came to you with, I mean, I, actually last time I uh, had this thing, I don't know if you remember where I said, or something on my back and actually it's gone i don't know if it was eft that got rid of it but very good it's not awesome. there uh so maybe it did help and um and like so the idea of physical things uh, like uh do you um do you uh, when you're tapping do you look at also is there a limiting belief there that you focus on as well like like some sort of insecurity and in, that's being represented by that part of the body can one make these assumptions as well Oh, sure. I mean, there's different, um, there's actually books. Uh, Louise Hayes has books and we have books that we have to study as far as, you know, if you're having trouble, if you have nearsighted, what is this telling you? And Louise Hayes will have a list of things that it could be. Mm -hmm. um, and there's other books as well. Um, Metaphysical Anatomy, I believe is one of the, the names of one of them. Um, but we're also, we, we again, we have a series of questions to figure that out. Like, for example, when did it first happen? What was going on in your life uh, when this happened? When you think about this, how does that make you feel? And so, what we, what we say is that your current problems are are um, are metaphysical. Um, is it, what does he say? We call it a metaphysical experience of the original problem and it's a uh it's uh it's like a symbolic so sometimes if if you're having trouble with your legs and you have leg pain then you're the idea of moving forward in life you know you might be afraid of, of your future um so it's not metaphysical i can't i can't think of the word but no, I, see, I see what you're saying i mean it's the expression of consciousness, which is intelligence through all forms, you know, and it's like, I think the, what we, the ego persona thinks is, it thinks it's the, the most intelligent thing around. And it's realizing right. it isn't. And that's pretty scary when your body, and it will tell you in very intimate, you know, very obvious ways. Like, you know, if, if you can't go to work tomorrow, your body will make you not go to work. Although right. you have a belief that you have to go in or you're going to, you're going to get fired. Your body can make it so bad. Exactly. That you, you physically would be impossible. And guess what? That was the greatest thing you ever did. Just exactly. for your work as well. You find out that while you were gone, all those problems just disappeared. 
And wow, so that's the most direct way that higher consciousness or whatever can communicate often is, you know, through, through the body, through, um, obviously, you know, it's, 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 you know, it feels like, you know, the, the only issue is can the persona ego submit itself to saying like, Oh, I am creating this, you know, like I'm creating this quote problem, you know, with my body and it's not something that's happening to me. It's happening for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, cancer or something that, you know, how do you deal with that? I mean, when people uh, have to switch, well, they don't have to switch, but when they have resistance to this idea that it's for them, okay. do you have that, that coming up for you as well? Oh yeah. That's very good. Um, yeah. We have different ways of kind of integrating the, the ego and the conscious mind with the subconscious. You know, we want to be an integrated being where we're, we kind of bypass the conscious and, and it's in alignment with, you know, these messages that we're getting. Um, and so if someone, yeah, you know, that's why we will buy, when we're tapping, we're automatically bypassing some of the resistance and the conscious mind. That's why we tell them, you know, don't think about it. Just do it. Don't, don't think, just tap. Um, and we will, we can tap on that very resistance because the resistance is also keeping them safe. They, they think it is, you know, and um, if I'm creating, if I'm making myself sick, what does that mean about me? I'm, I'm a bad person or I, or maybe I don't deserve to be well, you know, but I like what you said about like, if you, if you're really sick uh, and you can't go to work the next day, the idea, let's say Abraham Hicks would say, it doesn't have to start off with pain. It'll start off with, you know, maybe a thought, um, some kind of a message. And if you ignore that, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So the more we're aligned with ourselves and meditation helps with that Tapping helps with that. Slowing down helps with that. And listening to the messages and getting, I mean, that's an art, right? That's an art of being able to listen to the messages that are coming from your inner self, higher self, subconscious. It's all connected. It's all the same, I believe, uh, which is connected to the universe. So if you listened and you followed your instincts and you said, you know what, I'm not. So what would happen is, you might have a thought that says, I'm working way too hard and I'm stressing myself off, stressing myself out. And then, but the belief system, limiting belief system would say, no, but I got to go to work and I got to, I watched my dad push through it and I don't want to be, you know, I want to be a man. So I want to like work through it and, and work hard and struggle because that's how you make money is, you know, all these other belief systems can come uh, to play with this. But if I learn to listen to, that just little intuition or that little message that says you need to relax. Then if I just did that, then I wouldn't have to have this pain or the, get this cold that's stopping me from going to work. Yeah. Now it is like, what communication are we going to listen to? I mean, most people don't, don't take seriously the inspiration that's coming to them constantly, you know, this flow of thought, you know, and uh, take it easy, relax. It's not important. We all get those. Right. It's like, you know, wait, no, no, but I have this appointment. I have this, you know, if I can't do this and I can't pay that. And, but when you realize, okay, wait a second. um, Everything seems to, 
when you're going with the flow, everybody's had this experience. Things work without you doing anything. And, yes. and that's the magic state where I think would be constant if we just didn't interfere with it, with the idea of needing to make it happen at certain times or in specific ways. And that's where, yes, where we're, we're, we're not allowing life to be this natural flow and bliss of, you know, synchronicity. And, and uh, yeah, I think that it's, yeah, I think we're going a bit back to also, understanding more what animals already naturally understand that you know it's just uh you know they i think they listen to their bodies much more and obviously i mean <laughs> you know yeah and then you can see that uh you know, and it's funny thing about animals they the only ones that have issues that like are psychological are ones that are like pets that's right which is a funny thing like, you know like you literally see a person this is a totally different subject but you know you see a person walking down the street and the dog happens to have the same kind of limp as That's right. yeah. the person. I was like, okay, this is, this is definitely showing reality is one big mirror. <laughs> That's right. Isn't it interesting? Weird stuff can happen. No. You know, I, I do want to mention also it's because I'm near, I'm starting to become more nearsighted too, like you. Oh, okay. And the first cruise that I went on when I first met Gary, Shout out to Gary and Joshua, Gary Bodley, mm -hmm. the teachings of Joshua. That's how I got to know you, Justin. Yeah, yeah. And the first cruise I went on, when I met him and Kyla and Wendy and Astrid mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of, and, and Deborah Joe and a bunch of other people, I was sitting on the beach with, with Gary. And I was telling him, yeah, you know, I'm starting, I feel like I'm, I'm, like, I'm having trouble seeing far away. And he doesn't do this often. But he, but he just sat there and he goes, you know, I'm getting something. And he was getting something from Joshua wow. or his inner self or whatnot. And he says, and this is probably something that maybe you can think about as well. He says, uh, <clears throat> it's an idea of not needing to know the future, not needing to see so far, because it's just like you're talking about being in the flow and not needing to know and being okay with not knowing. And there's an art to that, right? The art of being okay in the unknown, mm. you know? And so I just embraced that. And, and that's something I've been working towards for, for years and, and getting better at that and going with the flow of life and things like you said, just happen. And I realize we all realize we've been working way too hard at this, you know? Mm. And when we can trust and let go, this thing about faith, Think about surrender, you mm -hmm. know, or what Abraham Hicks would call the art of allowing, right? Absolutely. There's an art to that, you know, and that, that's the practice. So the practice isn't trying to get shit done and trying to get the things that we want and to get this job and get this girlfriend and to get the money um, and get the body that we want. It's, it's surrendering and knowing and trusting that the inner self already and the universe knows everything that we want. Mm. So. And they're helping, you know, if we get out of the way, they'll give us clues on our next step to do what we need to do. And usually it's just, just to chill out at first. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my big thing was we have to, we have to learn to chill out and to stop trying. Mm -hmm. That's the work. It's yeah. really, you're just kind of doing the opposite of what you think and what we're trained and how we're brought up to do. Well, that's a beautiful message. I think, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it does 
you know, the idea that this game is supposed to be easy, you know, obviously for creators, uh, we didn't create a, you know, something that will, you know, that doesn't serve a purpose other than torture and suffering. Uh, this is, this is a playground and uh, yeah. there's shortcuts and, and other ways, like, I think like you have, T is definitely one, one of those ways for some people. And yeah, I'd like to maybe probably have to wrap this up a little bit because it's getting a bit late. Uh, and I, the, the, the last mo mo message that you um, said, I think that's, um, that's hits on the nail and I'm thankful for your time, Mark. I really enjoyed this. Can we do another one tomorrow or are oh, you busy? Wow. Yeah, sure. If you want, do one tomorrow. Yeah, I mean tomorrow. Let's do one tomorrow. Okay, wow. Very nice. So part two is coming up. Part nice. two. Definitely, Mark. That was nice. I appreciate it. No, no I really enjoyed this, Justin. Thanks so much. It was, it, time just flew. It did. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It did fly. Dude. What, what, what time is it over there? Uh, eight o'clock. That's late for you? Well, I, uh, I'm no I, judgment. No judgment. No, 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 yeah, no, it's, it's not like um, after I'm just doing a, another uh, like a Zoom jam session that's coming up. Sorry, to, it's, it kind of spontaneously came up uh, oh. that I organized something with some. Do you play an instrument or? I used to, yeah. So, so, so you the production of music. I mean, if uh, yeah. you're definitely want, welcome to join. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess. I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, so you, what you're saying is that you cut our. Uh, interview short so that you can have music and and have a jam session i applaud you good good work uh, yeah and i'm very <laughs> very professional no but uh, I do, the podcast i like to keep it uh i know like joe yeah. does his for like fucking four hours but um, <laughs> it's no it's like for me it's uh, i like um i i feel like i'm not at that level yet where you know it's a, for me I, I, I probably start blah blahing at some point and then it's like the people don't want to hear that either it's like you know i know now, I, there's also a belief that you know, 15 anything over 15 minutes is too much. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but maybe we'll get there. It's every time, and, I, and it does, uh, you know, it does save stuff for later too, which is awesome. That you know, you can good point. Yeah, I really enjoy this though. Thanks a lot, Justin. No, definitely. And uh, if how can people reach you or find out about you? You know, I think the best place is well, I have a podcast. So I have a podcast and a Facebook group. So the podcast is the Tap It Out podcast. You can find it anywhere, Spotify, uh, iTunes, or the you know, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean, uh, the Tap It Out Podcast with Mark Shahada. And also, I have a Facebook group. So if you just search Facebook in the group for Tap It Out, you'll find my Tap It Out group. And join that group, and then lots of just good information. It's, just, it's very low-key, nice funny posts and then we'll throw in some faster EFT. It's based off of faster EFT and um, upper level law of attraction thinking. So mm -hmm. just a high level law of attraction thinking and uh, learnings. So awesome. that's I'm I'll put them in the, the links in the description for anybody. And uh, thanks. Cool man, have a wonderful, it's uh, starting I guess afternoon now you're, it's about, uh, yeah, have a good afternoon. Okay. Thanks so much, Justin. Have a good jam session. Thanks, man. Bye. Right. Yeah. See ya. Cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Can we do it again, though? Because I made so many mistakes. And, no, you, don't, you don't feel comfortable with that one? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's what the best part of it is. Uh, I, I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast two days ago, or yes, even yesterday. I was, too.
the, the, because he's getting a hundred million, right? And you're like, you want to see what's different. And it was cool because it was a horror. The setup is like in a bunker, which is weird. You, you saw, did you see on YouTube the bunker? Oh no, no I listened to. A, a, I didn't see it. Yeah, but if you if you watch it, this this is relevant if you watch it because there's like a glitch where they they have, they have that one dude. You know, he's supposed to like all he has to do is switch the shot. I think between there's three shots: the one of Joe Rogan and the guest, and then the, the middle, both of them showing the screen where you can watch stuff. Mm-hmm. And like they were they were showing, and they were gonna watch them on the screen, and the he, the guy didn't switch it to the so as they're talking about what's on the screen and then he does switch it but then you then you see the guy like it was like he uh, the video came on him and then he had to switch it around quickly that it was, oh, right. like wow and you can see like the funny thing is joe rogan's face was like like what the fuck are you doing kind of like but <laughs> oh, is, know, this a, is this a david blaine one no it's the newest one okay. so uh this comedian guy who's like an alcoholic uh all, very yeah. funny but uh it seems like the only way you can survive is by drinking and smoking uh and but it, it was cool because you saw joe rogan like he may want to control that because he's getting so much money now and he, i'm positive there's some more pressures about becoming more mainstream right and if you have but of course inevitably you know with control you have situations where things just don't work out there's yeah kind of who's coming up and you can't like by putting in a bunker i don't know you know it's like uh, but that's what people want. They want to see the authenticity behind it. They don't want anyone to see it staged or is he, you know, is he going to start saying things he's not, you know, you put a little something from his face to, or to his mouth that doesn't say things that he's not supposed to say, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, I agree with you. The authenticity, um, well, that's what attracted me to, to Gary Bodley, his podcast and with Kyla and Wendy. And, and when we would, when we, I, I know you got to go, so I'll wrap it up. No, but, fine when I was, when we started doing the podcast, you know, the podcast was so new to me and being on video and speaking in public and it was, you know, I was nervous and, you know, but doing it with Gary and and the gang got me more comfortable doing it. But we would, you know, that joke about, (laughs) we just have these, so these jokes that we just keep repeating, like, we'll finish it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then let's just do it again. And so, what I said with you is what we just... Okay, it's like an inside joke. You're it's a running joke, like always. Like, can we do that again? That was... No. Although it was perfect. You know, it, the funny thing is it's like we're our own biggest critic in the end. It's like, totally. it's it's not like the, the stuff you listen to, you want that authenticity where it's, it isn't the perceived, what they're supposed to say. You want the new. The only thing, right. the only thing, the things we're talking about, I think were quite new for some ideas that were, you know, it was not my idea. It was something that was like, for both of us, you know, and, and other people could, and I mean, I'm noticing that with channeling, you know, it's obviously co it's a co-creation. Like that's why Gary needs people to ask him questions. Joshua right. can only grow with the expansion of people he interact, it interacts with. And that's we right. have a, all, the same way with us, you know, or any, you know, if you're talking to somebody in deep, you know, in resonating way, you, you, you get stuff for everything for your, you know, for yourself, of course, it's most important, but other people too, that's, uh, you know, uh, and I, yeah, it's a cool, I, th- I think it's the next evolution of channeling is co-channeling, you know, like uh, the, the, rec- the recognition that, oh, that wasn't, that was for both. And that wasn't like constructed by the mind, you know, to, to mm. serve a certain purpose, which most conversations are about serving some sort of purpose of like figuring something out or, there's no real figuring out, you know, it's just curiosity and 
going wherever the flow is, you know, and if, if we are being guided, that's very serious stuff that's being thrown. It's no random, like you see a, an image of an apple or whatever comes in your mind. You're like, well, that's obviously relevant. <laughs> right. The nearsighted thing was relevant, obviously for me that I even mentioned that to you because you found a, a nice connection there. Right. And, and it was like, well, we didn't find it. It was obviously yeah. aspects and that, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. And, you know, you were the first interview I've had who didn't even, you know, usually they'll, you know, they'll say, I'll send you the questions or they'll, you know, and, or at least even talk about the subject. You and I didn't even talk about what we were going to talk about. And that just is a testament to you. Um, And I'm trying to get better at that too. And I'm now I'm like, yeah, let's just wing it. And that's a testament to you just flowing and, I really enjoy, I, seriously, I really enjoyed it uh, and the flow of it. And so. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I got that from obviously, you know, Gary does that, you know. Right. Oh, he's never preparing for his talks, the one-to-ones with people too. It's like, there he is. And then you start talking about rock and roll or something, you know, it's like, it's a nice, but it's all channel relevant. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's, he's, I mean, how do you say we all get that, but we say, is that really relevant? You're trying to censor right. yourself. But the point is not to censor because if it's not for you, it's for the other. And, and, and he does that so well as a mirror um, that yeah. that's why I've kind of been encouraged in part. And it's in my natural way. I'm not organized. I'm not somebody who, who yeah. thinks I can plan things. I figured that, you know, I, I need to get more focused on my positives, obviously, and, you know, go more in that direction. But, you know, I never, I have no idea what tomorrow's going to look like. And, it's like, I don't know what the day's going to look like. And that's why I like to organize spontaneous things like the jam session in the day. Like, I like that. I was like, I like a, that too. Yeah. It's like, uh, I knew, you know, I was in, you know, 11 o'clock today and I was like, you know, I feel like it, it could work this evening, you know, after I talked to you and then put it on and, and invite, uh, you know, it might even just be one person who shows up, but that's the right person. And, you know, it's always like, uh, and that's what Zoom's so cool. It's like, we're so connected, but you know, also for music or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And, and planning also, if you're living that way and you're trying to do that planning and scheduling almost feels counterintuitive. And, you know, like, I, I don't like to do it unless, you know, unless we like, like the way you and I did it, it's just yeah. let's get it in there. And then that's it. It's not a big deal. And you're not upset if things don't work out. You understand it's for you. If like, if they, right. if I even forgot, you know, for somehow this has never happened, but like, you know, there's something else you're supposed to do or, you know, something else that was more relevant. Exactly. And, uh, and that's a higher understanding of what exactly the plan for the, the unexpected. That's, that's what it's all about. I mean, like not plan for, but plan that it will be unexpected. It's going to come. <laughs> not like try to plan like what if uh, this, like there's no, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That's good. Well, man, I, you know, it's good to see your progress and all these interviews that you're doing and the studying, the studying that you have been doing mm-hmm. very impressed with, uh, with, you know, the, it just seems very similar to how I'm trying to flow my life. And, uh, so, um, I, I mean, that, I, I think I'm more in maybe your direction too. I'm interested in obviously in coaching and stuff like that. And like, uh, I feel like, yeah, there's, you're, you're already in that game, that game and you feel comfortable yeah. moving about on that. And that's, that's, uh, kudos to you because and that also also puts you in obviously another aspect of you know planning that 
I might have to get more used to like committing to wait one or two weeks in advance of something, you know, and, and, and I know it will always be for me, but, uh, you know, it's, a, yeah, I think that, that, uh, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I had this talk with you today was to explore that. Well, reach out anytime if you have any questions about how you can get more into it. I mean, I know you probably, you know, you're, you're going with it and you're flowing with it and you're just going to let the time unfold. But if you ever need, if you ever have any questions about it or. Well, I'm, I'm having some, you know, manifestation events. They're not, you know, but it's like for other people, it could be scary concerning financials and work. Um, so my, my business or working stuff is there's like a, you know, it's been cut a lot and it's like, okay, this is like getting me to focus more on, this and you know reaching out to people in general and just seeing that maybe is the reason why i'm getting that impetus you know and so that's why i'm taking it more seriously the idea of becoming a coach or some sort of involved in the teaching although i don't have this you know i i, I mean i did study philosophy i have the that and i can you know other but I, I realized that i'm not it's not about certificates it's you know i think it's i think we 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 know more than most of the population in general, and we, we go about it in a very non-judgmental way, which um, I think is what the world needs more of. You know, Justin, I, like when I first started coaching, I didn't have any certificates. And, um, <clears throat> you know, what, but, but the training, if it feels natural for you, it can help. Like, like for me, taking that life coach training, it was just like a, you know, some people can do that and they, they, they spend and invest so much time and money and that's that's cool for them i did like a um a, a weekend three days like intense uh very intense many hours but it, it create it created a framework for me hmm. you know and and like like all and it answered a lot of these unknowns and it gave me a lot like like a lots of little ideas connections not, connections yeah, connections is well I, I, that's right because my life coach teacher became one of my clients too and a good friend too but and, and you're right. I make, yeah, you're right. I make connections with that as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm not someone who, who hangs certificates ever, like on my wall, or I don't have any of that. There was, there's, there is a little bit of, um, I like having a life coach certification because for some people, when you tell them that, and I know this is ego, but when, when you tell them that it just, it, you know, it's also okay to go along with some of your belief system, my, my little bit of a limiting belief system to it. And no. so I know that there's a little bit of, of me that likes to have a certification. No. Um, and I go with it and I don't make a big deal about it. I don't beat up myself on it, mm -hmm. but I also don't go crazy with like telling people all the time and hanging it up on my wall. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but as far as the trainings of doing it, put aside the certificates, the idea of going through that law of attraction certification and the life coach and especially the faster of T trainings 